Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard, and we are so excited to spend some time with you this afternoon or this morning, wake up with you, depending on when you listen to us, and we are going to get you started in your curriculum planning for the fall. And what do we mean by that? So Carrie, when we say curriculum planning and we start talking about the fall, what are some of the immediate things that come to your mind? Well, what we wanted to talk about is fall celebrations because many, many teachers love to have something that they're decorating for or that they're planning art projects for. And holidays and celebrations really seem to get people wound up. Um, so we figured we'd talk about a few of those this time. Um, and some of them can get people a little wound up. There can be some political ramifications or some cultural ramifications. So we've got Indigenous Peoples Day, Veterans Day, Halloween, and Thanksgiving. And with Halloween comes Dia de los Muertos. Um, but we're going to talk about those as one, even though they're technically two different holidays. So the other thing that pops into my mind when I start thinking about fall holidays, and Carrie and I kind of laugh about it. So I grew up in the Midwest, and I actually know what a true change of tree color is. Um, and I see, you know, I grew up seeing lots of them where we don't necessarily have that in uh, the central Texas region um, regularly. And if we do have leaves that change colors, they also may be at different times of the year. So, however, almost every book, every prefabbed curriculum I've ever seen, sometime between September and November, they pull out leaves. <laughs> And it's also the time where every teacher like wants orange construction paper. So, and, <laughs> you know, and if you, I don't if know you're... about where you live, you know, everybody has their own town, but here in my little neck of the woods, you've got maybe a week <laughs> when leaves are changing and you don't know when that week is going to be because it's based on when the first cold weather days happen and the trees are like, oh, is it that time? Okay. <laughs> and they immediately drop their leaves. You know, they change, they're on the trees for like three days and then they fall off and they're on the ground as opposed to, you know, people who live in New Hampshire where they might have a month and a half of trees that are yellow and orange and red. We don't have that in my town. We have like a week and I don't know which week it's going to be. So I hate the leaves theme in the fall. I like it in the spring <laughs> because I know when I'm going to have leaves that are different shapes. But in reality, that is the only thing that happens in the fall that is often included in curriculum or... Um, some sort of holiday seasonal calendar that doesn't currently have somebody who or some group of people who may find that holiday um, offensive. So um, as you're listening to us today, I realize that we've just celebrated Labor Day. Uh, we have the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And regardless of where you are from a political standpoint, those are both holidays or, or rec days of recognition that if you do your due diligence and you do some research, you're going to have an opinion on those days. 
And so uh, we wanted to maybe not take those specific days, but maybe look at a couple other days that give you some time to, to process uh, both as a director, as a human, um, how you might wait, prepare. Wait, you're telling me the people who listen to this are human? Man, <laughs> I'm so disappointed. I am so disappointed. God. Well, you know, my dog listens to us <laughs> and my cat tries to get in, but, um, but I mean, but as far as having some compassion and again, some of these subjects are pretty sensitive, but I wanted to bring up a couple of them so that you as the director know a, that there's going to be people that this could be sensitive for. It could be your staff. It could be parents. And so I, I've asked Carrie to kind of think a little bit about how can we address these concerns or issues or or do we even recognize them in our program? So the first one I wanted to talk about is Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh, depending on how old you are, you might have heard this as Columbus Day. Uh, chances are the school in your school district still has this day as a teacher work day, which means that the kids are off. So you might have school agers in your program this day as well. And I think a lot of us, um, I mean, not even all that long ago, probably less than 15 years ago, I was still teaching this as uh, very much Columbus Day and, you know, Columbus Those sailed kinds. the ocean blue in 1492 or whatever it is. Absolutely. And so there was a lot of activities that day that revolved around him. And, you know, it has since uh, changed to Indigenous Peoples Day. And I believe that that is state by state still. So it is something to at least understand, um, you know, how is your state affected? So currently I live in Florida. Um, and I think almost every county in Florida is named after um, an Indian tribe. Uh, I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that is the Or case. an Indian name of a place. Yeah. And Wisconsin, where Kate and I used to hang out in the summers, same thing. An awful lot of place names that have Indian, that have um, native tribe names that have been adapted into English. <laughs> Sorry, that was kind of a funny way to word that, but it is true. Yeah, well, um, I'm trying I to stop I would have using said, the I would word. have said butchered because that's what I do to any language that isn't, well, even English, I butcher. So, yeah, well, and um, I, I do to, apologize in advance. And I try to use the term indigenous people instead of Indian because Indian is confusing. Um, and it's based on the fact that Columbus and his cohort thought that they had made it to India because the people were brown. Um, and so the fact that they didn't understand the difference of people from Southeast Asia and people from the Americas is why there's this problem. And so even that term of whether you call the people who lived here before Columbus showed up as Indian or indigenous people is absolutely a matter of what generation you're in. What is your default term and how often you have come in contact with indigenous people who are willing to engage with you and say, you know, that really irritates me. I'm not an Indian. Well, even more, especially if you've, especially if you're looking at um, all of the United States and our territories, because, you know, we do have an awful lot of, uh, natives to different parts of our continent and territories. 
who do not even look or speak or react like the stereotype of a Native American um, or what we would call an Indian, uh, depending on, again, kind of what Carrie said, age default term. Yeah. Um, and, and what that means to you. Who, who do you identify under that term? So, so anyway, so Carrie, talk to me a little bit about if you're a director and you're trying to decide, do you do anything that Monday? What do you do? Do you tell parents? Do you include all the age groups? How would you handle this currently? So in 2021... <laughs> My first answer is going to be, did you do that cultural survey that we told you to do a couple months ago? If you did your parent cultural survey, then you will know if any of your current clients identify as a member of a native tribe or group, um, which will help your conversations tremendously. If you did not do what we told you to do, <laughs> do that cultural survey, then having the conversation in September and asking, um, you know, does anyone have anything they would like to share for Indigenous Peoples Day um, or have um, contacts with someone who would be willing to come in and share their culture with the children? I think that's the first place to start is asking your current community who here is the is this a day to celebrate your culture because this is a day to celebrate indigenous people and their cultures so if any of your clients identify as Mayan or Incan or Apache or Comanche or Kiowa or Ute or you know hundreds and hundreds of different tribes um all around the world because Maasai are also indigenous people <laughs> and um, you know, the Maori people, like lots of people could identify with indigenous people being an indigenous person. Um, and then we invite those people into our program if they're available, if they're not available and you're going to have to go with teacher resources I would go talk to my librarian. And again, if you're in a COVID hotspot, you can call them <laughs> if you don't want to go into the library. But talk to the children's librarian at your town's biggest library and ask for children's books for the ages you have at your center that are accurate representations of indigenous cultures. And bring those in and have that be the basis of what your teachers are going to do. And say, for this particular week, I need to look at your curriculum. I need to approve it because I'm not having you guys doing feathered headdresses. And, you know, we're not doing that. That is a stereotype. That is not actually how people dress. That is not, you know, that is a celebratory thing or a thing for going into a conflict. We're not going to be going into conflict in our classroom. Um, we're not having a powwow. We don't, nobody's going to be wearing feathers in their hair because that's where that's for. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff about um, feathers and Native Americans and, and raptor feathers and who can have them and who can't. And you don't want to get into all of that. Trust me, there's a whole <laughs> can of worms and you don't want to get in there. So I would insist that the teachers bring me their lesson plans for the week so that I make sure that there's not being stereotypical and poorly informed information in there. And again, if you don't have the ability to be that clearinghouse, you know, that's okay. But you can at least go, okay, we're not doing the feathered headdress. <laughs> 
Um, and each year you'll get better at that. Um, and if you don't know anybody who can advise you on what is cultural appropriation and what is bias on this, go find what one of my good friends, um, he calls himself a free range Indian. Um, and he calls his pickup truck, his pony. Um, go talk, go find somebody like bear Eagle and ask them to help you through this because their cultures have been appropriated and mangled. And this is supposed to be a day set aside to actually learn about them. So listen to music from powwows, you know, and you could pick a a single indigenous culture if you don't have families who are going to step up and go, hi, I have this one. I have this one. I have this one. You could just go, okay, I'm going to, we're going to learn about the Chickasaw this year or whatever. I got on my soapbox this time. <laughs> my daughter worked at, um, on a reservation for a while. And so this is now apparently one of my soapboxes that I was unaware of. That 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 is perfectly okay. And so again, if you don't know, or you don't even know where to start looking for that resource, send us an email. Okay. As you can tell, Carrie has a passion um, and she's very well versed where I will be honest with you. Um, I'm not. Um, so reach out to us, hello at colorfulclipboard.com. And Carrie can tell you even how to research, how to look up, what terms to use so that you are being um, as understanding and culturally relevant as possible. So we are going to do um, a podcast, um, and we've said it a couple of times, on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And in that, we're also going to talk about culturally relevant and what Carrie brought up is the number one absolute tip when it comes to being culturally relevant, and that is to ask. Uh, do not make the assumptions. Um, things change within uh, cultures as well, um, as well as those stereotypes. So just because somebody is dressed a specific way or they say they are of a specific faith uh, doesn't mean that how they practice or their day-to-day, what you're going to see in your workplace is really going to be any different than perhaps you would have known or seen had they not told you uh, what perhaps their um Cultural identity was, yeah. Yes. Well, and there's so much of that. I mean, who they identify with, um, Carrie and her, and her circle has, um, somebody who, um, I think has fun having conversations with the older generations who I think what they're actually trying to ask is, you know, um, perhaps family region origin. Um, you know, she's from Canada. She doesn't look like she's from Canada. Um, if I remember right, Carrie, she's Jewish. Yes. Yes. And, and so she has all of these things that, so when people ask her about herself, she uses all these other terms that throw, especially older populations, because that's not really what they're trying to ask. Yeah. They're trying to ask, (laughs) you have skin, you have facial features and skin tone that makes me think you're from somewhere in Asia. Where in Asia are you from? And she's like, I'm from Canada. <laughs> because that's yep. what they ask is where are you from? And so she'll either say the specific city or she'll say Canada and they're like, "Oh, well where are your parents from?" And she's like, "Well, this parent is from France and this parent is from Canada." <laughs> and she knows what they're trying to ask, but people are unwilling to ask the actual question. Okay, we've gone on a tangent. We've got three more 
holidays. We, we to did. Talk we about. did. We, we've got a couple more. So, Veterans um, Day. So, Let's but talk about- I think a lot of it comes back to some of it's going to come back to that same. Make sure you ask. So, um, in addition to Indigenous Peoples Day and Columbus Day, and making sure that your staff and your staff are prepped, you've had conversations with them in case they have a parent with an opinion. Um, the other events that happen in the fall include Veterans Day and Thanksgiving and Halloween or those related holidays. And so <laughs> Kate doesn't of- like to say Dias de los Muertos. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, no. And so, um, you know, I'm going to jump straight to, cause I think Halloween, a lot of people have kind of figured out what they can and cannot do. And they, they know how to work with that. And there is definitely some cultural components to that. Um, which I think are um, definitely, again, look at that cultural survey. You need to know what kind of community you're in. But I want to touch on Veterans Day um, yep. as a day that sometimes is not a day that um, that can cause issues. And so um, as we look at 2021, so I want to make sure that I preface that currently it is August of 2021 when Carrie and I are recording this podcast, because you need to understand that that's going to frame people's responses. Um, Because if parents are watching the news, and the parents are of any sort of military background, uh, there is a strong possibility that currently, um, what is happening in the Afghanistan region is upsetting to them. And that correlates with both 9-11 and 11-11. And so these are two days that can be, again, depending on the population that you serve can be days that, um, as well as your staff, that that could be sensitive, could be touchy. Uh, So again, ask. Um, If you know you have veteran parents, um, you you may wait till November because, again, we have no idea what things are going to look like in the next couple of months. Um, But definitely be aware. Um, Also be aware that if you've got school-age kids, there's a pretty good possibility they've heard people talking about it. They've maybe watched the news or heard their parents. Um, And you, as the director, need to make sure that you are educated. Um, And I would suggest that you get educated on both sides of the fence. So make sure you know um, how politicians, as well as soldiers who have specific political um, opinions, how each side views this. Again, I'm not asking you to make a choice. I'm asking you to be well-informed so that you can better train and prepare your staff. I mean, and I think even if you choose to not celebrate Veterans Day to the extent that you might in a typical year because of the powder keg of emotion around it this year, I still want to recommend that if you know that parents are veterans, that you send them veterans cards that are signed by the staff because every veteran I have ever sent a Veterans Day card to has been overwhelmingly touched by the fact that somebody recognized their service and thanked them for it. Um, It's not done often enough and it is the kind of thing that should be done. Um, I think you should be giving cards out to your first responders on 9-11 and you should be giving cards out to veterans on Veterans Day. That's my, that is a personal bias um, and I just, I'm throwing that out there. (laughs) (laughs) 
And, and I absolutely am going to agree. And so again, if this is something that you're interested in, uh, Carrie and I definitely have resources and materials. These are uh, topics that are near and dear to both of us, and we are happy to share. Uh, we just wanted to try to leave this podcast as not as opinionated as we possibly could make it. Uh, so, so as neutral as possible, um, because we do realize, and that's part of why I made sure I told people what when we recorded this, because again, things are going to change probably yep. by the time this gets edited and posted. So let's talk about one more and then we'll wrap it up. Yep. Let's just talk a little bit about Thanksgiving. And again, we have some issues with the whole way that um, indigenous people are talked about uh, in a lot of holiday, uh, a lot of Thanksgiving propaganda. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and, and even the books and shows, I mean, yep. you know, I grew up watching Charlie Brown's, yep. you know, Thanksgiving. And, and also so, it, yeah. it can also be incredibly difficult for, um, families that are separated, um, or families that, you know, have just adopted a child, you know, when families are going through transition, they're adopting, um, they've had a divorce, they've had a death, um, those kinds of things that can be really, really hard at Thanksgiving. So all of the above, I think that we have two different types of landmines when it comes to Thanksgiving. And one is the cultural appropriation of the native cultures of New England. And the other is um, the families who are in transition because of a loss of family unity or because of a loss of a family member. Um, and I think that that's something we need to be aware of um, when you're talking to your staff and help your staff be aware of the fact that there are going to be parents, there are going to be kids in their classrooms who are not going to have a Thanksgiving like the ones pictured in a Norman Rockwell photo. They're instead going to be two people sitting with TV trays watching Frozen. And I think yep. we have to deal with that. <laughs> and I think too often we do not ask our teachers to be aware of that. And then we wonder why kids are depressed in late November and early December because the only version of Thanksgiving that has been shown to them is that Norman Rockwell version. So go get some books. I don't know any off the top of my head, but if you guys ask, I will track down a children's librarian and get you the answers. Because <laughs> um, there are books, I've read them, that show the other type of Thanksgiving where it's just we have a four-day weekend and we're relaxing in our pajamas and eating TV dinners. Well, and more and more school districts are making this a week and uh, more and more families are going on vacation. So this is actually also a really good time. So the month of beginning of November, even if you have done the cultural survey, the beginning of November might be a great opportunity for you to reach out to your families specifically related to basically vacations, holidays, special events. And you might even ask um, about you know, uh, family traditions or has anything changed in your family this year? Uh, because again, depending on when you filled out, uh, you did the cultural survey with them, that doesn't mean that things haven't changed because things can change in families pretty fast and you don't necessarily know. And um, you might even have to list examples of what you mean by have things changed in your family? Because again, 
sometimes parents don't think to necessarily include their early child care. Because again, if they're people who don't want to share their, their, their personal drama or their perception of their dirty laundry, uh, they may not understand why you would need to know if there was a change in the household living situation uh, was there a death in the family and was that an immediate family member or even one level out? Because again, those are all things, if you've always spent, you know, Christmas with all or Thanksgiving with your cousins and something's happened there, again, if this is going to be a, a change in the holiday experience, um, experience, um, you know, let the parents know that you want to know so that you can be sensitive and aware should something be off and that's not the word you want to use but if things don't seem to to be as normal early december and it also helps you get prepped for if there's something that's going to happen again less than a month later um, and if you have families of divorce, and I'm sure that every person who's listening to this podcast has at least one family in that situation in their program, um, where the kids are going to be one holiday at one parent and one holiday at the other, um, and that those probably those holidays probably switch every other year, and they probably look very different every other year. And so again, uh, making sure that you are understanding and that you and your staff can be prepared to support uh, those students. Yep. Okay, I think we squeezed them all in. We are just a tad long, but again, please feel free to use us as a resource. Hello at colorfulclipboard.com, and uh, if you've liked what you've heard feel free to share on social media write us a review uh come back next week we'd love to see you again okie dokie bye bye thank you for listening to colorful clipboards connect with us on social media at colorful clipboard or send us an email to hello at colorful clipboards send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories if you want to keep learning with us visit texas director where we continue to have seminars, licensing, programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.